0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Ten Thousand Hours. I'm Grant Spanier and I'm Vince Kochi, and you are listening to episode sixty-two. We're getting up there, climbing Vince, high. I just like to think of our our cast like a human. And no, hold on, not. I didn't mean to put too much emphasis on man. There, a human uh, or a human oh, I did it again. It's also still human, uh, but over sixty.
1: Getting up there, hanging out. I like to think of our cast as one of the more an industrious senior who's like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to do my career because it's too draining and I want to have time for my hobbies, but I still want to have like a job. And so they like sell vegetables at like a farmer's market.
0: Oh yeah. Or their wares down by the boardwalk.
1: Yes, exactly. What are our wares?
0: No, that's okay. Hold on. We've already extrapolated too much. (sighs) What am I talking about this
1: week? I'll tell you. Episode 62 is with an awesome guest. Charming, insightful, Jennifer Schwartz. She's the executive director. She's an arts advocate. She started and runs Crusade for Art. She's a crusader. She's a crusader. And we're talking about the good fight. And what does that mean? So it's like creativity with a cause, but that's almost an oversimplification of it. It's how to stay true to your mission as a creative. It's how to face challenges and adversity that you'll know your face it's how to take a pragmatic realistic view yeah. to the creativity
0: i think there were like emphasis on pragmatic there like, surprisingly pragmatic absolutely artistic view it's so many good insights for for the modern day artist in terms of like distribution in terms of like clientele audience i thought it was really rad yeah we went high level and we went pretty granular we hit them all vince we hit them all It reminds me of this little publication that I particularly enjoy. It has these high philosophical views, but then sometimes it digs into the dirt, into the deep stuff. Really gives you that magnified lens. (laughs) Just cuts (laughs) on in. Um, That is, of course, friend of the show. I want to say episode 11. Yes. Jake Heinitz, uh, who is the editor-in-chief and partner in crime on Green Room Magazine, and I'm super excited, dude. Uh, so thank you, Green Room, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Uh, we recently launched a new website that I put together, a little Squarespace situation. Thank you, Squarespace. And uh, I think it looks beautiful, and it does exactly what we need it to do. We finally have a, a good home for, for the publication. And we also we also just, uh, just put out issue four, which is super exciting. I think there's one sitting right in front of you. I'm
1: holding an early copy. Or no, it's, a re- it's is it, this the it's real is This is real, yeah, it's the real So deal. I'm going to find mine in my mailbox soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're a subscriber. Fuck Absolutely. yeah, dude. Man, what a vote of confidence. Yeah, dude, Green Room, awesome. I'm, it's a passion project for me. A creative Direct on the side, I do a bunch of design. And I'm a huge fan. Thank you. So thank you to them.
1: Thank you, Green Room. Thank you, Grant, for your part in Green Room. And thank you, Jennifer Schwartz, for joining us on episode 62. Thank you, listeners. Hope you enjoy it. The good fight
0: And look at look at me. You've heard that classic nursery rhyme.
1: <laughs> the old <laughs> yeah, the old fairy tale.
0: I'm doing well as well, as well as well can be. <laughs> So, Vince. Grant. Here we are.
1: Once again, hey, good to have you back.
0: Another week, another pod. Yes, I have been out of state.
1: Los Angeles.
0: No, it's Angeles, is how you pronounce it. I'm pretty it. sure
1: I pronounce it, it right. I, you know,
0: I don't like to make you look like a fool very often, but when I have the opportunity, I just kind of got it. It's Angeles, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right uh yeah good time out there uh sunny
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been nice here too though so i'm not too jealous White
0: near the ocean i don't know if you knew that that
1: i am jealous about uh
0: and you know what's weird hmm. the, um so the clocks you know how like so let me give you a quick example it, please let's say, let's say it's 9 p.m here right yeah it would be a totally different time almost exactly two hours prior like 7 p.m there
1: yeah, time yeah, I know time zones. It,
0: isn't it weird how time is so fluid in that way?
1: <laughs> it is. And it here's is. Here's
0: the thing, Vince. I'm wondering what you're putting your time into and, and this is central standard time.
1: I'm putting my central <laughs> non US daylight savings time hours into a lot of stuff. Work is really busy. Um this podcast, obviously. And just last night, I was shooting with a friend of mine, Elliot Matson. Were you
0: like uh, AK-47s? You don't have range.
1: No, more like bolt-action sniper rifle sort of... S- no, I'm kidding. I've never shot a gun in my life, believe it or not. Wow. Even believe though it. I grew... Believe it. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. I walked into that one. Um, But he's doing a little project where he records himself having coffee conversations, like little coffee dates. In a car? No, 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 no. In a coffee shop, but we didn't do a real coffee shop because you know patrons coming and going. But um, it was yeah, we yeah, exactly. We did. Wow. Um, but anyway, it's because it's actually pretty clever. When he's he's moving recently or in the near future, and he's trying to reach out to all these people for jobs or just to make connections. And they're always like, oh, well, before we talk anything, let's just have coffee and get to know each other. blah, Blah blah. He's kind of a pragmatic guy. He's kind of nuts and bolts. And so this is like a, a an upsetting trend for him. He doesn't want to like have to have coffee and small talk, et cetera, et cetera. And so he's recording himself having coffee to get that out of the way.
0: Nice. Yeah. Content. Yeah. Oh, wait. Or he's going to send them the conversations. Like, yeah, We don't need to have coffee. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's the idea. That's uh, a so thing. I wrote a lot of the lines for him and then we were. That's kind of fun. We recorded it last night. Yeah. All so right. that's right. what I'm putting my I'm time into. Uh, Grant. Man, my friend, what are you putting your time into?
0: And, uh, pretty much, like, the two things mostly have been, well, I've been working on a ton of photography stuff recently, which is pretty sweet. Um, I was showing you some stuff before we started. Really good. Thank you. Um, and just started jamming on some Nike stuff, which I, I hopefully can divulge more details in the next... I mean, by the time this gets out, I'm sure it'll be done and potentially crashed and. Like, <laughs> it'll Still, have so already been completed and failed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, but mostly that stuff. Uh, just you know, jamming away as ever.
1: Dude, you're putting your hours in. You're putting you're those hours. Fighting in. the good fight, you might say. Oh, wait, 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 no! Fight. Forgot you. Forgot you guys heard that, listeners at home. Um,
0: I'm sure we edited that out. We probably bleeped it, knowing our editing uh, expertise. That was uh, taken care of in fins. Yes. Can I just tell you? Speaking of hot weather.
1: Speaking of warmer climates.
0: Yeah, it's a real joy to welcome our guest today from sunny, sunny Hot Atlanta, as it's uh, commonly known
1: in the in the rap community, Atlanta, Georgia, coming to us.
2: That our, was an amazing segue, by the way. Thank you. Oh, usually we're how amazing have. our
0: segues are, so <laughs> it's so good to have you doing that.
2: <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to pull this around,
0: and here we are. Poorly. And, is and is what, the you're, what you're hearing is the voice of one Jennifer Schwartz, executive director mm-hmm. and creator of Crusade for Art.
1: Welcome. Jennifer, thank, thank you. you so much for joining us.
0: Thanks and, for having me. And a couple of ties to Friends of the Shows. So we were introduced by Jay Jorgerman, a uh, friend of the show, a friend of one of the hosts, especially. We did, uh, I did a Skillshare class with Jay called go, Plus Do. If you go Oh, really? 2com It should redirect right you. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's nice. a creative project that matters, <laughs> which is pretty cool. We, we had a pretty good class size, actually, like surprisingly so. Um And uh, and then, well, maybe not like friend of the show. Bear. Well, Barrett Brooks is a friend of the show, but he's also located in Atlanta. Our only guest, I think, thus far, that's from Atlanta. So so you join um, some hallowed ranks.
1: Thank you again so much. <laughs> um, let me start by doing the honors of asking you, Jennifer, what have you been putting your time into recently?
2: Oh, goodness. Uh, well, Crusade for Art, just, um, we offer a $10,000 annual grant to the person with the most innovative idea to connect new audiences to photography. And this is our second year, so we just announced the grant winner this week. So Ooh. the last couple of weeks have been, you know, sifting through all of the applications, narrowing it down to 10 finalists. We did a popular vote online and, yeah, kind of coordinating everything to select the winner. So that's been that's been a lot.
0: That's pretty
1: exciting. A lot Sounds of so awesomeness, busy, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think that's as good of a segue as any into my next question, which is, well, first, let's set up the topic. Because
0: well, first, let's just acknowledge $10,000. Yeah. yeah, that, that is ours, sensational. That's our show.
1: <laughs> so uh, this is seeming serendipitous. Um, but today we're talking about something that we both think will be fertile ground given the nature of your platform and your cause, um, and that is called fighting the good fight. What does this mean? It is making sure your creative projects are working towards something. They have a moral, maybe. They have a focus. They have a goal. And sometimes the sacrifices or the hard decisions you have to make to make sure that what you're doing balances between Getting out there and getting traction and reaching people, but staying true to its cause.
0: Or, I mean, frankly, fuck the good fight. I'm, I'm just—I I know why I'm just okay. Saying, okay, I'm just saying, like you know,
1: taking an aggressive stance early. But I think, <laughs> I think, though, that we're we're gonna have a lot of common ground when it comes to fighting the um, good fight. So
0: I'm hoping to be a little bit more polarizing than that. Grant
1: is gonna be contrarian. I can tell already. But before we get into all that. Jennifer, would you maybe frame the conversation by talking to us about Crusade for Art and your role in it and how it started and why it started and what it does?
2: Sure. Um, So I used to own a photography gallery in Atlanta for five years called... Jennifer Schwartz Gallery, clever. Um, But as
0: clever as our show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What I realized um, really early on, so I showed the work of emerging photographers, so people that really, they didn't have a big track record of sales or, um, you know, they were just sort of getting out there. And so a huge part of my job was to build an audience for these artists and um, I was kind of stumped on how to do that. So my first show, I was really focused on making sure that everything was framed right, and the lights were, you know, and the vinyl wall lettering didn't have bumps in it, and kind of opened the doors and was like, where is everybody? <laughs> and um, and the people that were coming in the door weren't necessarily the people that I wanted. Um, they were other artists trying to get their work on the walls, which is fun, but didn't really make for sales. Um, You know, so it's really started to think about, okay, who do I want to get in the door? And how do I attract those people? And how do you get people interested in art in general? You know, I knew a lot of people that were young and professional and into kind of the things going on in the city, like the hot new restaurant and wouldn't mind you know, paying five bucks twice a day standing line for 20 minutes at the cool coffee shop. And I mean, these people had time and money and interest. It's just how do you channel that into art? And so I started doing a lot of really different types of programming in the gallery to get those people in. And, and ultimately, I realized that I was definitely the audience engagement piece was really my passion and my interest. And It was difficult for me being in a position of owning a commercial gallery because I was very, um, you know, I just wanted to get people excited about art. I didn't want to have to then say like, okay, now that I've convinced you that you should buy original art instead of a poster from Ikea, you know, only look at these artists because these are the ones I get a commission on. You know, Uh, it felt like really inauthentic to be like, you don't want paintings. Paintings are lame, you know? <laughs> Sculptures are for losers. You <laughs> should only look at photography and only one of these 15 artists that I represent. So, I, um, I was kind of balancing the two things and I was doing all these programs to get people in and it was working and then I was like, wow, what about the people that art isn't even on their radar? I'm getting all these people to come to me. What about, how could I go to them? And that's when I got the crazy idea to get a 77 Volkswagen bus and drive around the country and do these events in 10 different cities where we just, I curated local photographers into the project and we gave away 50 photographs on street corners and it was totally nuts, but awesome at the same time. And by far the hardest thing I've ever done, but um, when I came back, I was like, let's just kind of parlay that one project, which I called the Crusade for Collecting, and into a whole nonprofit organization with the focus of creating demand for art.
1: Jeez, there are so many. Friends. First of all, great origin story. That's yeah, awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yes. Um,
0: spider bit you in the gallery.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and now you're an art superhero. But right. joking aside, though, you are an art superhero in a way. And sure. what I thought was really interesting is that your, your story almost perfectly framed the kind of complication that's naturally occurring yeah. in things like this. You were representing a cause even with your original gallery. You wanted to get people interested in art and local artists. Sure. But then you had to balance that with the business side of things and getting your personal gallery to get interest and views and audiences, etc., but now with this new platform, you're able to be, maybe the word is truer to your the cause that you're actually passionate about.
2: Right. No, that's definitely true.
0: Oh, man, there's so many parallels to like Friends of the Show and things we're working on. Like one I was thinking about was Trisha, Trisha Kudreski. Oh, yeah. Who, who is totally kind of revamping and, and rethinking the art slash community engagement model with, mm-hmm. a, with a thing called public functionary. If you're not... Uh, familiar. You should look that up. Honestly, it's like really cool. They're doing some really amazing work. We heard a lot
1: of the sentiments of your story echoed in her yeah. own. Yeah. yeah,
0: she she comes from the curatorial uh, perspective, and, yep. and like, what are new ways we can get you know this generation and and this group of people and this community engaged with our it's like super rad. Um, totally. I was also thinking about Death to Stock, who we just spent a ton of time with. They were in Minneapolis, you know, a couple weeks ago. I was just in Los Angeles with them. For, you know about a week and there was also my first uh, show photography wise uh and they like were i mean well first of all they like brought in these photographers and we had a show in a city that they weren't from we like had this very ambitious like shooting the day of and then printing that oh, wow. same day and then hanging which was like really like that's super ambitious Sounds <laughs> yeah. like a lot <laughs> but, uh, it was amazing um but I think the parallel there especially is... I mean, first of all, they're taking it on the road, as you did. Mm-hmm. But also, they're so focused on... on I mean, first of all, engaging community, getting people involved in the brand, in the ideas, in the photography, in the outputs. But then also sort of just like... Like, building demand. Which is Fair. where a lot of artists fall off, right? And, and that's kind of what you're talking about. It's like we can whatever in this gallery we can, but how do we get the right people in to to support the stuff we're talking about?
2: Sure, I mean there's a huge supply and demand imbalance, so we're kind of churning out art and artists but not doing enough to cultivate a demand for that art. so we're I feel like it's kind of a I feel like it's a pretty critical situation where if you look at at least here, but I'm sure it's everywhere. You know, you look at the boards of these arts organizations or um, art centers and museums. I mean, there are really old people on them, you know, and we're not Pretty cultivating good. the next generation of art lovers and patrons, and it's a problem.
0: I mean, it, in its changing form so much, right? Like art has become more accessible, but also more malleable. Right, exactly. And the value, right, is so fucking subjective and like confusing, and especially for I think the people who are, who are genuinely excited about art per se have no money, right? It's like right, it's like a weird. I mean,
1: hmm. yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. I'm curious. Have you experienced that? your biggest barrier in fighting this good fight, the good fight being cultivating interest among a younger generation in art and artists. Mm -hmm. Um, Your biggest barrier has been reaching people or once you reach them, actually bringing them in, convincing them is the fact is it just that you can't find the ears or is it that you can find people to listen, but you can't get them to take action.
2: That's a great question. I don't think it's, I don't think it's either. I think it's um, there aren't enough people trying to do what I'm trying to do. I just, I'm constantly butting up against a lack of resources. You know, I'm one person. And so to do the fundraising necessary to implement the program ideas that I have and, you know, have the staff to be able to support that, I feel like um, a huge issues that a lot of artists aren't doing this for themselves. So, you know, they think so much about the creation process, but not, which is important, obviously, but not about, okay, what do I do with the work after I've made it? You know, who is the most likely to connect to this work? How can I reach that person? What, um, connection points? Do I have to them already? What obstacles do I have to get around to reach them? You know, what's the low hanging fruit in terms of the audience for this body of work? They just make it and then sit around and say, "Woe is me. Why isn't? Yeah, why aren't I, I famous? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, and, and this is so somebody good. Somebody pick me. This, this is funny. Right. Like two hours ago, two hours before this conversation, uh, I was having a conversation with Kevin Horn, who is the he's a fantastic photographer. It's gotten me, really, like, much, much deeper into photography, and um, he's, like, a DP, director of photography for a lot of the, the video stuff I'm shooting. Okay. Uh, we, we were just talking about, so he published a book with uh, Kevin O'Meara, another really great street photographer, called Day and Night. Really great concept. They had a little show. They put out a bunch of books, and um, and I think they self-published that. But now he's been talking with a publisher, how is it, Daylight? Is that sound right?
2: Yeah, I know like, those guys really yeah, well. he's
0: been talking to Daylight now, and it's, like, fucking... Re- I mean, it's... <laughs> he, he like, would have to go... It's, like, a 60K co-investment, so he would have to go, like, 30K out of pocket to get it published with them. And it's, like... It's just such a weird... Well, not even weird, just, like, I think a little bit complicated marketplace for creators to just know what the value is. Because in his head, it's, like, oh, they've chosen me, like this is uh, legitimizing, this is uh, validating, you know, do I run a Kickstarter to like co-fund my publishing project? You know, like, I guess, so, so where do you land on a situation like that?
2: <laughs> wow. You could not have, <laughs> how do I say this? So I'm, I am very familiar with photo book publishing Industry, and um, in addition to Crusade for Art, I do this other project called Flash Powder Projects, where I lead retreats. I have a um, business partner in New Mexico, and we lead retreats for photographers to help them with this specifically. Like, how do you? It's not about the retreat; isn't about making the work. It's about taking a body of work and figuring out what to do with it. You know, how to get it out there. What your goals are you know, how to tighten it and write about it and speak about it and approach the right people. And so, um, and we talk about publishing as a huge part of that. But so David, my business partner and I are starting to publish photo books as well. And so um, I know the guys at Daylight really well, and a lot of the other publishers, and it's just, the model is really interesting. There's so many photographers that want photography books. And again, not as many photo book uh collectors out there and i help a lot of photographers try to strategize like how do you fundraise for this how do you do a kickstarter and everyone just really overestimates their audience i mean just because just because i like you doesn't mean i like photography or photo books or your photography or want to spend 50 dollars on a book of your photography which i may or may not like You know, like I might want to give you a high five and here's five bucks. But in terms of thinking that, oh, you're going to sell through 500 photo books, like it's nothing. It's like, no, you're probably going to have a huge stash in your basement or you can use them for kindling in the winter time, you know? (laughs) This is so candid.
0: I
1: am completely like, I'm all over this. This is awesome.
2: (laughs) So, you know, my business partner and I are doing it a different, you know, a different type of model. Um, where it's a lot smaller run of books and there are a lot more um, trying to make them more precious objects and, and really work. I'm, I'm hugely into collaboration and it's been an interesting, you know, talking about fighting the good fight. um, It's just my natural way of things. And when I first um, got into the gallery world, my, I would meet other gallerists and, who were doing similar things, maybe on the other side of the country? And I, my first thought was, "Oh my gosh, we should collaborate and trade shows." And it's just, you know, people aren't that
0: tap into each other's audience. Yeah, but in a, but, way, in a right,
2: way right? And you know, I think you know, more is more, and that doesn't. A lot of people are, I think, really short-sighted about that. You know, they're trying to protect what they have. And instead of kind of sharing and may you know we all rise to the top, it just isn't. The, it wasn't that way. It was really eye opening and and kind of terrible to be honest. Um, you know, you go out there with like the best intentions, and then to find out you're sort of floating alone. On this. And that sort of also made it a little, bit, a lot easier to do the nonprofit thing. Because Because the projects that I was doing, you know, the tour and people saying, oh, you're just doing this to promote your gallery. And it's like, really? You know, I think there are a lot easier and certainly less expensive things I could be doing right. you know than leaving if my husband my call, with my three, three kids not, right like yeah that. I'm gonna leave my husband and three kids for three months to drive around the country in an undrivable bus that's gonna break down in every city you know to give away photography to promote my gallery in Atlanta like no
0: <laughs> I'm about to make it big that doesn't really sound nothing, like a right? solid yeah.
2: business plan I mean it's just a crazy idea so so back to the publishing, um, you know, I think that some publishers and I'm not, you know, saying daylight or, you know, whoever, I think that there, <laughs> it's taking a situation where, look, since the beginning of time, photographers have had to invest in their photo oh, books okay. since the beginning of time. <laughs> so, um... You know it's not uncommon, but typically the publisher and the photographer would work together to raise money, or the photographer would approach their collectors and offer some sort of a you know a portfolio of prints to in exchange for some money to help invest in this project and so it's kind of a win win for everyone. The collector is helping evolve. this photographer get yep. to the next level, and they're getting a great value on prints, which should hopefully rise in value because this photographer now has a book um, but a lot of publishers now it's really becoming a pay to play model it's like you know give us $35,000 which is insane what and mean, I mean it, it any, doesn't it doesn't cost that much you know I mean? it doesn't cost you know anywhere near that to print the book so you know the publisher is making money before they ever sell one you know it's, it's like doesn't matter to them if the book has um is saleable at all because they're making money just off the top and so instead of i get emails all the time saying like yay i'm getting a photo book and you know i've been approached by this person and my books should come out in this date and then the very next day here's my Kickstarter. (laughs) (laughs) right you know it's like you are
0: the perfect person (laughs) to like print this is so hilarious yeah this is a perfect fit yeah but but right it's like like, fuck the legitimacy building stuff like Pick yeah. yourself, just, I mean, and, and just keep building your audience, right? Inve- invest that, like, quote-unquote, well, not quote-unquote money, but, like, the <laughs> the time and energy and whatever, like, I, th- I think probably the generosity that any of that money represents if you're going to ask people for stuff, and mm-hmm. just invest that into yourself, into building an audience, and not in a crappy way, not in, like, a self-promotional, sure. totally self-promotional way, but, like, right, go build an audience, that's much more. Of a, I mean, that, but that's therein
1: pretty, lies the problem, right? Though, because yeah. artists know how to do art; they don't know necessarily how to build audiences. And to further complicate matters, there's this sort of, at least I've witnessed it, distaste for self promotion, quote unquote. Totally. My art should speak for itself. Yeah. You know, I'm a creator. So, I'm okay, not a yeah. business person. Dude, I'm so
0: agreed with you, and I'm so like, dude. Self promotion is like, ugh, it's tough. Dude, I haven't... I've it's been not an to...
1: attractive thing to do, but it's also... You shouldn't, like, cast down upon right, it. Right, Artists have been right. self-promoting since literally art has been a thing. Yes, 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 yes. Since the
2: beginning of time. So
1: I- yes, but I think, you guys.
2: I think that... Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be... Look, it's done well, and it's done poorly. There's actually... This photographer, Ethan Rafal, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, R-A-F-A-L, um, he approached me... I mean, randomly, like through Facebook, I don't even know who any of my Facebook friends are, but saying that he, um, was coming through Atlanta, you know, he follows Crusade Perard, he's coming through Atlanta, he's got this book project, you know, can we talk? He's doing an amazing thing. So he, it's his 10 year photo project called shock and awe. And it's about nine 11 and kind of the aftermath. And he, did a Kickstarter to raise money to self-publish the book and he printed a thousand copies. And it's really oh, a beautiful book. I um, I don't know, That's okay. but, um, so he published the book and he is going around the country doing these small events with bourbon and pie and selling the book and doing like kind of a presentation of the book and going through page by, it's like 45 minutes where he goes page by page and talks about each image and kind of the backstory and how they're woven together. And it's really awesome. So he was coming through Atlanta. I helped set up this thing at a a photo book friend's house. And we had probably 10 or 15 people there and kind of told them ahead of time, like the book is it's $95, so it's not nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, but be prepared. There'll be bourbon and pie. And it was so fun. I mean, he baked the pie and <laughs> it was delicious. And you had everyone was trying all these different types of bourbon, because we bought a bunch of different kinds. And it was just, it was community building. It was awesome. You know, and you got to just really interact with him, and he's the most um, genuine person you know he really believes in his work and this project and just life and it was a great experience and I think that's what's lacking too is that people want experiences we're sort of collectors of experiences right now in the world and Ty th- you've got to pull people in where they already are. So bring oh, art into that's that. That's
0: so tough. I mean, I, I'm thinking of this, and I'll speak candidly, even though he might be listening to this, but like Kevin. So Kevin's a great example of somebody who's incredible photographer. And, and I'm looking at
2: his, is his website Kevin Hornography? Because yeah. that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you might see some of uh, some of our work on there. Um, that's, but uh, yeah, I mean, Kevin, incredible photographer. Also like hilarious on the internet. I, imagining him at an event with people selling this thing, oh my god, no. I mean, it, it's just not his <laughs> thing, right? If, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's like he... he
2: well, right, it's not for everyone. It's
0: totally, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there is sort of like a reality of, I mean, we're we're having a pretty realistic conversation here. There's a reality of the new age of selling and the new age of like, of building an audience and, and of of getting your work supported. And it's like, it's kind of got, we've got like three C's going on here beyond creation. We have like connection and community and that connection very much relies on, can you, can you engage with people? Can you have some sort of experience with them and like build a relationship, you know? Um, and then the community, can you like, can you rally people around your work and get people excited about it and promoting it for you? And, like, oh, man. So, like, that's an interesting case because I wonder. Because, okay, Kevin is, like, super active on the internet. Like, super active. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, super active with, like, a hyphen in there. Like, like hyperactive. Okay. <laughs> he, he's varsity. He's a varsity internet squad. But um, I, I don't think in person, like, I, I don't think that's necessarily his game. Not in a bad way, but just in an honest way. And so, like, that's well, kind of an interesting but, situation. But
2: he can do it online. Right, I mean, okay. not everyone should drive around with totally. bourbon and pie, you know, nice, yes. that's a good fit for Ethan. But if Kevin is all about online, I mean, God, that's an amazing way to build an audience, Yeah, you know? Think- and there are other people that, you know, I give lectures all the time about this kind of thing and photographers are like, Oh, I'm shy. I'm like, I'm not saying you should drive a Volt. I'm not saying anyone should drive a Volkswagen so I can bus around the country. <laughs> but Just like, like right? <laughs> but you know, like do, you know, some sort of like, Monthly postcard thing where people
0: take co- promotion, right? Yeah,
2: promotion. you know something that fits you. I mean, it has to fit you. It ha- you, the artist. It also has to fit the work. You know, it has to make sense for the work. Um,
1: but don't but there do are A lot
2: of different ways to go about it. That do- you don't have to be like standing in the middle of Times Square saying, "Look at me." You know, there are a lot of different That's ways right. to do it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. And the the means of self-promotion has to be true to yourself and to the work. Otherwise, it's not going to work in the first place. And you're not going to have fun or passion doing it. You touched on something that I thought was really, really interesting. And that is the idea of being realistic and realism. Mm -hmm. Especially when we talk about fighting the good fight, there can sometimes, unfortunately... Be this air of idealism wrapped into that concept, and that people will sometimes justify ignoring truths, inconvenient truths, hello, <laughs> about <laughs> about whatever they're fighting against. The climate is warming. <laughs> with the with the caveat that, well, you know, I'm true to the cause. I want to change things. You know, we can't be negative, et cetera, et cetera. But when I look at you saying stuff like. You're not gonna sell five thousand books. We're gonna do five hundred. Yeah, you're not gonna sell. <laughs> you're not gonna sell fifty books. We're gonna mm-hmm. make it smaller, more intimate. We're gonna change what success looks like. We're not gonna be intrinsically idealistic in the face of facts. That is really how you fight the good fight,
0: dude. I was just sorry. I was just thinking about like the old we uh, in advertising and all these like fields. We always talk about like the old market as like the the sort of basis for promotion. It's like word of mouth, right? You, you have to have a good product. But I was just thinking, like, dude, fuck photographers in the old market. Like, you don't sell anything unless you go to the market. Yeah, it's, right. it's true. It's absolutely true. Participate or die. <laughs> right. As Ben Franklin famously
1: said. <laughs> that's the Franklin original. Um, yeah, so I just think it's refreshing because I think that's the appropriate way and the honest way that you actually fight for a cause or for an idea. Is by seeking success by whatever means necessary, not by crossing your fingers and hoping and doing things the way that you think idealistically they'd be done, and then when it doesn't work out, you just bemoan. Dude, right? The I mean, the, the, the,
0: you hear the you hear the stories of like the artists who made it, who did it that way, and they're fucking so and, few and far between. Right, and right? It's like, oh, I'll do it that way, and or I won't do it. But it's like, I mean, I don't know. I'd rather do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather get my stuff out there, even if I have to make... I'd rather some,
0: survive.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly, because well, you I do... too,
2: is that there's... People are really unrealistic about... I mean, it's really hard to make a living off of your art, especially in photography, and there are very few photographers that I know that can do that. I mean, some of the most you know, famous kind of contemporary photographers, they're not making money off of print sales. You know, they're also teaching and getting editorial work. And, um, I mean, it's, it's just not, it's not realistic, you know, and I don't think people like look around or do much digging. They just, you know, everyone's looking at everyone else saying that person's, doing so much more than I am or getting so much more. And that's not necessarily true. It's just, and I think it's also important to know, like everyone has a different path and what's right for one person or like with the promotion thing. But, you know, one type of work might be really fit for a gallery. It's like, I say it's rainbows and unicorns, you know, it's stuff that sells. And just because someone's having success with their rainbows and unicorns, if you're not, photographing rainbows and unicorns, you can't, it's not apples to apples comparison. You can't say like, well, my work must not be good because a gallery doesn't want it. It's, it's a different type of work. It has a different type of audience. You know, the path for success for that person is different. And I ask everyone I work with, you know, if you were exactly where you wanted to be in your art career, what would that look like? And a lot of people don't know. They just know they want it to be more than what it is right now. And if you don't know what your end game is, you can't work backwards
0: to self awareness.
1: Grant is Grant had a bit like, of overload. Like, I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, he's all right. Um, but one of one of the major tenets that we kind of press here, because we both think it's so important personally, is just to be self aware and understand yeah. your own motivations. Totally. And I mean, it's tough for us to do and we are obsessed with the concept. No, so-
2: I tell everyone to celebrate their successes and I am the worst person to do it myself. I um, great. <laughs> I am, I am. I mean, it's like, you know, if you're always... I'm an overachiever. And so as soon as I'm accomplishing one goal, like without even realizing it, I've moved that the bar up, you know? Sure. So I'm not like, just taking a moment to say, like, this was awesome, you know? Which is important. Yay, me. And it's funny because, so I have a friend who's, like, write the stuff down. So I have this little notebook that has a mermaid on the front, and so I call it my mermaid book. And, like, whenever something good happens, he's, like, put it in the mermaid book. <laughs> and I'm, like, okay. Actually, <laughs> that's so <funny>.
1: – <laughs> that's, that's, so, that's, that's actually excellent. Um, So – I hate to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And and one might think that I say this so frequently that I don't actually hate to do it. But you know what? Fuck you, person who says that. Nice, man. Anyway. Get in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about what?
0: We're talking about a good fight. We're it's, talking about and, fighting and, and, a good Vinny, fight. can I just tell you? Yo. If I think indeed what I think is happening, you're seguing and... Guilty. I gotta, say, I gotta say, man, I've been I have been fighting this particular fight on so many fronts. Um, especially when I'm traveling, especially it's especially a tough when fight I'm to being fight. irresponsible. And it's like, what, daily? I have to do this daily, I have to walk every these day. Things? I have to take care of these things? I, I get really concerned about my capability in terms of dealing with with life.
1: I would think, how can I be a good father? Yeah, if that's I can I mean.
0: Well, and and I am acting as a father of sorts, but...
1: And your children are all dying. Yeah, dude. Well, you try to calm
0: out there, right? It's, a yeah. it's gone now. It's seen it. Yeah, but I mean, that's the beauty of, of this sort of particular life. You can so what are we talking nice. about? What are we? Hi. Jennifer's
1: probably completely confused and I maybe a little like, angry. Like,
2: am I the only one that has no idea?
1: No, we I don't know. either. But okay. this what we do?
0: O T T. Yes, it's off topic. Topic for those uh. who are uninitiated.
1: Every week we kind of take a sojourn away from the topic at hand, uh. so talk later, about something completely different. There's your vocabulary word for the day. Uh, that, man, that sounded so pretentious. I didn't mean it. <laughs> like, to sound oh, like me that. personally? Yeah. Right? Like, I you just meant.
0: To, no, you were talking to the listener.
1: Yeah, you at home?
0: <laughs> you idiots! Right, that. <laughs> Look <down>. up Sojourn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're talking about house plants. Housey peas. We've all had them. We've all killed them. Maybe we haven't. I don't know. Jennifer. Yes. Please, do you have house plants?
2: I do, but I'm not responsible for their maintenance. Who is? Ooh. My husband. Your hubby. Yeah, he's really good about, like, you know, every week. I would never water the plants. I would just buy new ones. They're not that expensive.
1: This this is what I'm saying. Hey, there you go. Well, that's the whole theory behind, like, table flowers, right? You buy plants that are temporary because the idea is to change them out regularly. But I think they're getting at two very different things. One is, like, cultivating and, like, caring for and nurturing and watching grow. And one is, like, displaying their severed heads on pikes for entertainment. That's
0: fun. I think I'm somewhere Uh, between in terms of, like... I'm trying to build these guys up and give them some fortitude. Uh, mm. Sort of an outer mm. shell against the world. And mm. if I water you every day, you're going to be screaming for water. I'm, tr- I'm trying to give you some grit. You're
1: making them tough. Or, yeah. or are you a sadist who just buys plants to watch them slowly die? It's a
0: great, question, to, a great question. That's a
1: question we have to look inwardly and, and to you, answer. I if you buy
0: my new plant I... book, green? Question mark? <laughs> gonna explore that very topic. uh, A series of photos over the course of twenty
1: nine photos over the course of thirty seven (laughs) pages. Retail
2: (laughs) price two hundred and fifty. They're all
0: black and white, but some of them aren't.
2: I want to be the kind of person that has plants, and I do think that they're like warming, you know, of Mm -hmm. the house. But I really don't have. I. just have too many other things to give a shit about
1: you just can't care
2: yeah and, yeah i mean i have three kids like I was, i've got I just, water I then oh you
0: have little humans I, I was about to say yeah. like, like you kind of have to make a choice like well i one of the plan or maybe i'll like give the kid dinner <laughs> right
2: right, right. You all right know, well, well that's, that's one uh, is a lot more vocal when they're not <laughs> how, similar, how old are your
0: kids so. yeah right maybe that's like an evolutionary thing you're just trying to help them evolve to like be more vocal that's right. how old are your kids by the way uh
2: four nine and ten
0: and they're all still alive
2: so far. <laughs> I assume. I haven't. You know, have you I checked It's ten
1: PM. Where are your children tonight? Right. Isn't that like a little a
2: call if you know, a
1: <laughs>
0: <there was> <laughs> your husband of text you
2: right of
1: you know. a <laughs> uh, no, a good point uh, do a have a favorite plant
2: a yeah like houseplant or like flower, it could be i mean or, we're
1: expanding a bit it could be any sort of plant flower you know even I like the
2: stargazer lily
1: ooh what a, that's actually a really good answer
2: they smell yeah. great they're very fragrant no
1: i've seen but them but they time.
2: have like those okay i don't know plant parts you know the like thing in the middle with the polleny stuff yes. The, I think they have, the
0: same for plant anatomy <laughs> <laughs> the plant right okay so
2: like the head of the plant penis with the, <laughs> it has like orange dust on it well that'll stain your clothes <laughs> yeah
1: a <lot> of similarities. <laughs> you gotta a lot of I know. you gotta be careful out. with that isn't that's, that beautiful
2: the stargazes no those are I good i mean them.
1: lilies in general beautiful plants that's a good yeah. choice yes yeah. like
0: absolutely that. true we actually have a um what do We call this. Been, this looks like a petrified. No, it's like an air. It's like a. It's like an air plant. Uh, air. What do they call it? it it's um. Oh God, it's something with air. We have a we have a plant in here that only requires... It's looking a little dry. It looks like it died a long time ago to me.
2: Well, like don't, a, you're uh,
0: exaggerating. Uh, I'm serious though. Like that is not super dead. The, the, it it is in no dirt. It is in like a cocoon type thing. It was a gift. You just uh-huh. have to mist it occasionally.
1: How, when's the last time you missed it <laughs> <laughs> i might
0: have missed the last miss.
1: <laughs> you might have never missed it in your whole life hey. it looks like a dehydrated pineapple
0: okay that's accurate i will say my favorite plant and then i'll ask you vince sure but um my new favorite plant after my palm died uh please is been that, that banana plant out there oh Got that's pretty cool floppy leaves that's pretty I'll cool it. i will give uh, you that uh, nice and green it's pretty cool yeah, it looks good. I like that. What about you, What What's it? tell me about your plant situation? Do you have any?
1: No, I don't. I actually but like you.
0: Do, you do water the plants every time you come over here, right?
1: I don't. I hope I wasn't on the hook for that or something.
0: What we <laughs> miscommunicated? I thought <laughs> you. Whoops! <were>
1: doing that. <laughs> Whoops! No, um, I don't really like plants in the house. Um, I I like to plants keep them pretty, pretty like barren, like sad, lonely. You are
0: sort of a Spartan. I mean, yes. the, the only <laughs> the only furniture in in your place is that. Those are uh, wooden slabs that you kneel on and then sleep upon
1: and self flagellate upon. Yeah, oh God. no, um, no. Plants are beautiful. I grew up in a rural area, and so we had huge gardens of flowers and vegetables. Um, my favorite plant to say is rhododendron, which is uh, great. But you don't know what that is, do you? Uh, they're red, I think. I don't actually know, but my favorite plant is it's a violet
2: flowering bush. <sighs> That's beautiful. Is a
1: what? Violet. Oh.
0: They're nice oh, and they're blue light, <laughs> yeah, from what I've heard from uh, Lore from You're my fourth Violet grade. Violet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> from, from
0: another from Willy Wonka. poetry.
1: <laughs> Val- <laughs> Valentine's. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> also, uh we would be remiss if we missed, uh the Minnesota State Flower is the lady slipper.
1: Oh, yeah, great name mm. for it.
0: Fantastic flower, too. It's like pretty delightful when you see one. Yeah, they're it, a swamp like, flower. Is that a movie. type of orchid? Um, certainly, certainly. I don't know. <laughs> no, they're
1: like... Uh, it's, it's orchid. They're like long and white. Orchidendric. I think.
2: Orchid-esque. Uh...
1: <laughs> they're orchid-esque. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: They're really beautiful, though. And they, they feel very sacred. I, I remember I picked one when I was much younger, and my mom just, like, scolded me so hard. Scolded and the like, freaked out of you. Freaked me, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Freaked that yeah. common word to me. She freaking scolded me. <laughs>
1: uh, why is it that freaking sounds more vulgar than fucking? It does, dude. <laughs> it's
0: because it's, it's, it's so alien. It's much more alien. than weird. It's natural to us. Oh.
1: That was a nice OTT.
2: It's not always about houseplants?
1: No, it's something different each week. Oh. And do we, you
2: think it up in advance, or do you just? Uh, the
1: day it depends.
0: of. It depends. Sometimes oh. it's, uh, sometimes we audible, sometimes we improv it. Yeah. Other so, but did you guys both know
2: out. that it would be houseplants?
1: We did. We did. We okay. decided moments before we hit call on Skype.
0: Yeah. yeah that, it, it's sort of like we, it's a bit of an artistic exercise. It's like, all right, we're calling and That's houseplants. <laughs> but we don't, it's like we sit there and like plot out what we're going to say. But right. It's just like, it's a little bit more fun to just kind of. It's Wait. honestly not unlike the show in that. Completely
1: haphazard, no planning whatsoever.
0: A little bit a little bit of vulgarity. (laughs) And honestly though, I do think and I'm very serious about this, after like sixty plus episodes, I think the ones we have planned for super hardcore in advance Mm -hmm. are just like less fun and less I think conversational and engaging for Yeah, uh, especially if like we
1: make the mistake of making the off topic topic semi related. To the topic. Oh, all right, so yeah. let's talk
0: about your favorite painter. Right, exactly. Right, like, we've right, done right. that. It, and that's it's like, not so off topic.
1: Yeah, it's not fulfilling the purpose of the segment, which is just hey, to be fun can, and candid. can
0: I sub OTT, which is another segment we like to do? We have we've to never done, done it, this. Ever, but uh, have you guys seen Art and Craft? No. no. Jennifer? No. What? Ooh, check it out. Guys, seriously, I'm going to give a little pitch for that. No. on Amazon Prime. I think it's on Netflix right now. Fucking so bizarre and incredible and weird and awesome um is it a it's a doc it's a doc yeah allegedly i don't know but it, it is a doc it's about um i want to say john landis he goes by and if you've heard of him he like <laughs> essentially he's like an incredible painter and has been just duping museums especially like uh on campuses like schools like you know, like the the Cincinnati Art Museum, or like oh, Cincinnati, sure, sure, yeah, whatever. Um, and has been gifting them these paintings, but they're actually replicas that he's creating. They're forgeries. That, yeah, yeah, they're forgeries. Uh, and he's like no. creating them on camera oh. where they show him painting live, and he's so good. And like, <laughs> and he, and he's such a good liar and actor in terms of like he he's clearly pathologically like getting off to this, and I actually think a lot of the documentary might be him lying about his story. Uh, cause I this is he's... awesome. This sounds right up my alley. Oh, dude, it's it was so, so this... worth watching, and, and he's just like, and there's two kind of um, storylines, because the other one is of the guy, Mark Langer, who's like something like that I, I might have gotten his last name wrong but he's he's the one who like kind of first caught on it was like wait there are like six copies of this painting how did and he have like, one yeah yeah and and like he's like he started examining the painting and then just has gotten obsessed with catching this guy and they have they have camera crews with both of them which kind of makes me go whoa but it's and then they well i, I don't want to give him much away it's obviously really compelling and interesting even just as a character study or even if the whole thing's a sham, it's like... Even
1: invented like, as a story, it's an interesting look yeah, at it, the, the community, it's, right? It's,
0: yeah, it's really incredible. I, I would definitely advocate for it. Fuck yeah. We'll right. show What's it. it called again? Uh, Art and Craft. All right. And I will say one reason I was... This, well, first of all, he looks like um, John Malkovich on the cover, which was obviously like I was going to look at. It. <laughs> Immediately um, watching. A couple of, good, <laughs> couple of good type choices. When there's good type choices on the, on the covers and movies, I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, I right. <laughs> I see you off I see you. Making sure. Yeah. You, what you, is what,
1: that? They don't judge a book by its cover? Don't judge a movie by its type treatment?
0: Well, no. <laughs> I mean, it's a cover so but, but yeah, yeah, don't. I mean, the same with a book. Don't, but also, if they...
2: Maybe. I mean, <laughs> you f- got nothing else to do No, no, no don't,
0: don't completely judge it, I think, is what the caveat that we should true, be True, true, true. Because, like, if they took the time and energy to make it good, or they engaged with an artist or a designer or whatever to make it good, it's like, alright, well, like, that says something.
1: It's, yeah, it's it's indicating at least something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Enough to at least, you know, get me looking in the front door, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh,
1: and if you know what I mean, I mean to segue us back into I mean the thing. topic you at segue hand.
0: Segue was to just repeat the phrase and then just sort to...
1: of. Just to say segue
0: over and over again, just blunt force we, we every should, transition. Um, dude, actually, it would be tight. We should, like, hook up the soundboard here, but we could also just add in post where it just. Segue, and then we just like it just cuts to us like doing the next section. Should
1: should we do that?
0: Uh, I think if our editor is listening and is like, oh, a good editor, put poor in. poor Pat. Segue, segue. So, going back
1: to the topic at hand, which is fighting the good fight, we like to end the show with a segment we call Last Thoughts, and we ask our benevolent guests.
0: Should they be benevolent? Sure. Our devilish guests, we ask a different
1: set of questions. <laughs> you're getting the good set. Which am I? <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs>
2: benev.
1: So far, we think you're benev, as we say on the show. Um, <laughs> Benef so. Uh Nope. Uh, so we ask you two questions, and you can just answer these in order. The first one is, how can our listeners support you? The second one is, if you'd like our listeners to take... One thing away from your time on the
2: show, what would you want that to be?
0: We're talking about the good fight. Just to clarify,
2: right, 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 right. Not houseplants. <laughs> Don't no. get
0: into that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's over. Um, I think taking away that to celebrate your successes is, um, I think, good advice for anyone. So let's go with that. I mean, it's if you're someone who is fighting the good fight. If you're not good at it. Uh, if you're if you're right, fighting if the you're bad not, fight, then feel bad about yeah, your successes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Help so, okay,
0: but first, that. Jennifer. Yes. You're going to piss Vince off. <laughs> very, <he's back laughs> oh, off. I'm
2: going out of order. No, I
1: don't he's get, get mad. I, I don't actually get mad, but we like to end on, like, your on thoughts air. about the oh. topic. When oh. we <laughs> hang up, though, he just is going to vent. But, right.
0: I, no, but, but seriously, first, how can people support you? What can we do to, like... What can the listeners do to like go fight your good fight? High five,
2: Jennifer. Yeah, you can high five me with like five dollars or like five hundred dollars or however much you want to give. So, crusade for art. I would say a challenge. Well, you had asked this earlier. Is fundraising for sure, and it's such a niche cause, but I think so relevant to everyone. It's just not something, you know, creating demand for art. Something that people set aside. Tons of money to fund, but crusade for art would love donations to help support our programming.
1: Great.
0: And you're doing pretty rad programming. I mean, Thank it's you. A, I really do think it's important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hell
1: yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and where can they find you?
2: That's crusade for Great. All right. Well,
0: that,
1: that, that is that. Yeah. I, I was there this morning checking things out. You guys have a great cause, a great site, and everyone Thank should you. take a look. It
0: really is a really good site. I will say, like, a lot of nonprofits have really crappy sites. <laughs> yeah, they, can. Yeah. Yeah, they can. Your we're running a... is pretty important. Yes. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. Um,
2: I made it myself. Nice. Good hey. work,
0: homie. Mm-hmm. There's, there's one ready.
2: for the
1: mermaid book right there. <laughs> um,
0: as they say. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> now, we were talking about rewarding your successes as a, as a kind of a wrap up and a lens right. to view this through. and mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll start by yes. saying please, please I think this is that's good advice I mean not just for on a massive holistic level creatives as a way to keep yourself motivated but especially if you're if you're in a situation where you're viewing yourself as fighting the good fight you're passionate for a cause you're naturally going to be facing adversity. You're going to be facing obstacles. You're going to be going against the grain and you're going to be trying to do something that maybe isn't popular or maybe isn't easy. And it's going to be so absolutely vital for you to understand that success is always going to be changing and shifting and it's going to come in stages. And then if you don't kind of cut yourself some slack and recognize when you have made a difference, then you're going to lose passion. You're going to lose steam and you're not going to be able to fight anymore.
2: Um, Yeah. This is is so
0: relevant. That was my, honestly, my point I was going to make, the first point was just going to say, like ultimately, especially if you're a creator is to keep creating. Yep. And I think a lot of times without getting too deep into the subject of where good creation comes from, I, I think truly the way to keep creating is to keep yourself happy or if not happy, at least motivated and and a lot of that does come down to celebrating, you know, what there is and not what there isn't, you know, putting it in your mermaid book, so to speak. And I think the other point I want to leave us with is very much in your story, Jennifer, which is to to be self-aware, to know who you are, to know what your strengths are and know where you can add value. And I think a lot of people get really twisted about maybe – uh, being the creator or like needing credit or whatever and it's like I see you and it's just like no you're just like kicking ass in terms of supporting people and and raising the flag and and promoting other people's art and and that is your art which is super badass so I think just knowing yeah. who yeah. you are and, and knowing the the role you can play in the biggest uh, place you can add value is like that is is the good fight I mean we're all fighting it together. And like, let's all kind of like figure out how we can do that.
2: Awesome! Gosh, we should all write this in our mermaid books.
0: You know what? I'm gonna get one. I'm about to start <laughs> a mermaid book. I'm like, pretty
1: do I have blessed. to have a mermaid like on the cover of it? Or it is...
2: does, it does. Okay,
1: okay. Yeah, that's like... fair. We get. We should find a link to like a good, a nice, reasonably priced mermaid notebook. That's yeah, like, dude. it's got to have some heft to it. It has to be like some keepsake. It can't just be a throwaway. Like, yeah. I don't want like one of those aerial, like fourth grade <laughs> social studies notebooks. Oh, I was thinking but.
0: of like aerial, like A R I A L. Like I would like a, like an room. old
1: carved wooden cover, oh, for wow. like a, like an old sea captain's vessel. All right. Well, okay. Maybe we're,
0: somewhere in between, such as the answer. A lot of times when we're talking about this stuff, the golden mean.
1: Everything in moderation. Uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. This was an awesome for conversation.
2: Me. Like
0: any good mermaid uh, who has come aboard a ship, <laughs> would ask you. I would. I would wonder, Jennifer, could you sign us off as we do every week? Um, and if I'm going to be Vince for for this moment, I will say it's it's sort of prescriptive. We do this every week. <laughs> nah. No, uh, but if we could just sign us off, and what we believe is that you know, at the end of the day, you got to ship it, and I think that's sort of in your pragmatic attitude of art, commerce, and creation. And so, if you could just sign us off,
2: what does that mean? Just say goodbye. <laughs> Are
0: you hearing that? Hey, one second. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my
2: gosh! We just amazing.
1: got the funkiest
0: beat ever. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so no one will have heard that. Maybe we can drop that in. But like, I bumped the computer and it opened up a, uh, an internet tab that was playing like a, I think it was actually a kaigo mix. Uh, dude, Which sick. we did show notes. Okay,
1: yes, we'll do it. All right, but so no, we're it, sorry. It seemed,
0: I, we thought you were. I, did you think she was? I going thought to, like, you pull played that music. The biggest like fuck wow. my house ever.
1: Okay, no, sorry.
0: What okay, it means so, so is just say <laughs> ship it. Just the words ship it, yes. <laughs> oh. But but maybe say with some authority, with some the in the in the style of Jennifer Schwartz.
2: Ship it.